Joseph took his wife into his home. It's so beautiful to see, even in these past 10 years, a little more so, just think about how much has devotion to St. Joseph grown. I mean, we see even just in my, my, uh, the beautiful work of my brother, Father Don Calloway, and just, you know, some very beautiful stuff on meditations on St. Joseph. But we can even go back and look, you know, at St. John Paul II writing this beautiful encyclical on the guardian of the Redeemer. And then we have Pope Benedict being the one who puts St. Joseph into the prayers, the canon of Mass, the Eucharistic prayers. Like we'd think, well, of course he'd be there, but it's interesting how he wasn't there for a very, very long time. He's kind of, kind of forgotten in some ways. And so when we say, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, that's Pope Benedict allowing Joseph to be put in his rightful place there. And then Pope Francis having a year of St. Joseph. And really, there's all of this like very fast speeding forward of allowing this hidden saint who is the guardian of the church and the defender and protector of Christ to all of a sudden come, you know, crashing on the scene, kind of forgotten for so long. And so it's beautiful to see in this reading today, and in all of the readings, if you think about it, Joseph is always revealing the shadow of the Father. He's always revealing for Jesus that face, just as Jesus had to grow in all things like us, except never knowing sin, we know the importance, even in human development, of a child to see the mother and father's face in order to be able to grow on so many different levels. And there is that phrase, a chip off the old block. And so as little children are growing, they're looking to the parents, and they are coming up with so many, even just they're called the mini-me's. If you look at your children or grandchildren, you'll see a reflection of the parents there in some sort of way, whether it's the hands on the hips or certain phrases. It, it comes out from just soaking up the important witness of what their parents are doing. Now, Jesus receives all of his human DNA from his physical mother. Joseph is called foster father, but even more than just a caregiver. It's interesting how even the way that we speak about Joseph is he is like a father. So God is his father, ontologically. And yet, Joseph is not merely this guy who's just kind of there as the guy who provides um, the space for them to live. Joseph takes Mary, his wife, and Jesus into his home. But it's not merely, he's not just the, um, uh, the person who's renting the home to them, in a sense. He's like, all right, you guys do your thing. Here's the keys. I'm just here if you need anything. But when it says Joseph takes Mary into his home and Jesus as well, he's doing that with his heart, with his life, all of his emotions, 
with his strength, with his courage, and, and with all that Jesus needs to have that proper human development of having the human face of a father in his life. Now, as children, Hebrew children, would grow up, they go through a certain education process, which is very, very beautiful. In the first moment, starting in the womb and going all the way until really school age, there is both share a very important role. The mother, in a particular way, part of the education for the little ones is to sing the lullabies of the Psalms and to sing the scriptures. So imagine Jesus in the womb hearing this perfect creature's voice singing and lulling him to sleep with words that are ultimately about him. Just like the psalm today, probably Mary sang a lullaby. He shall govern your people with justice. He shall rescue the poor when he cries out. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. So Mary is singing these beautiful songs, these hymns, so that they just become just part of that little child's life. And then Joseph, the father, would then help take him into the public life, take him into learn the trade. And I just picture Joseph taking him into the marketplace. And Joseph being this just man, being someone who is witnessing the shadow of the father, the father who hears the cry of the poor, who rescues the poor when they cry out, I can see Joseph. I just have this, this image of Joseph seeing someone who is poor, who is in need, and then taking from his means and offering it to that person. Maybe, maybe stooping down and allowing the little toddler Jesus to come down and just learn how to be able on a human level to embrace this person that has been forgotten by society, to give them food, to give them means, to be able to not just give the surplus, but to give in that sacrificial way of giving when it hurts, to say, Yes, we have this for our meal, but this person needs it more. Let's go without. Let's take half of this and give this to this family. And Joseph, like a little child, is watching the one who is like a daddy to him in a very real way. And just imagine when Jesus is saying, I want to teach you apostles how to pray. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Depend totally on the one who gives us what we need. Could there even be an echo in there of how he watched the one who was like a father guiding him, allowing him to learn that the Lord, his father, would ultimately take care of him and that we could give from the heart because he would always hear the cry of the poor. So Joseph is someone who
who takes Jesus and Mary into his home in many ways like how John at the foot of the cross takes Mary into his home, into his own, into his heart. And so let's ask Joseph, who knew how to beautifully follow the will of God when he knew what he was called to do, to not be afraid to take Mary and the Christ child into his home. He did that without ever turning back. Once he knew what he was supposed to do, he said, let it be done. And he gave his fiat as well. And he's the one that can teach us how to take Mary, how to take Jesus deeply into our heart to become that, that, that cradle in a sense. In some ways, maybe in a very real way, Joseph could even be maybe considered like a cradle, giving the structure for Jesus to find safety and security. And there, there's that beautiful image of, of Joseph being strong, holding Mary and holding Jesus all together. He's, in a sense, kind of like the, the, the skeletal structure. If Mary is this beating heart and Christ is the very fire of love, the very spirit of the Holy Family, there's this way in which Joseph is kind of like the bone structure saying, I will be like a father, and how God the Father is called the one who provides shade against the storm, against the heat, the one who is able to take his back, and even as Herod is trying to seek for the Christ child and seek for Mary as well, he's in a sense saying, I will defend them, and I will give my life for them if need be. So he's the one who shows us how to be able to do this for all of those who bear the image of Christ within them. How to be able to defend the poor and the needy. Think about Mary and Jesus when they were in the situation in which if Joseph walked away, they would be prone to all of the forces in the midst of society that when there is a single mother expecting all of the danger and threat that could happen in that time without anyone to provide for anything, there's no protection, and they would be prey to the wolves. And Joseph steps in the gap, and he says, I give my heart to my wife, and to the one who becomes not merely just someone I'm taking care of, but really becomes in a very real way my son. Not in the same way as God the Father could say that, but not merely in just kind of a superfluous way. And even Jesus himself, well, actually even Mary, when they're looking for Jesus, Joseph and Mary trying to find Jesus in the temple, notice what Mary says to Jesus Son, why have you done this? Your father and I have been looking for you. Mary doesn't just say, the guy who's taking care of us, the, rent, the guy who, you know, we pay the rent for, the guy who owns the house, 
or even the foster father. But in this very real way, Joseph takes the call of fatherhood and is able to really be like a father and to love his wife with all his heart and to love this child that has been entrusted to him like a father. And this is the great beautiful gift of Joseph. So let's ask St. Joseph that we can learn how to take Mary and Jesus within our own home, not just keeping them in a way in which they would be prey to the wolves, but to treasure that Eucharistic presence, but then also do that with the poor, the disadvantaged, the ones who are on the fringes of society that are so easily preyed upon. You are called in the spirit of St. Joseph to stand in the gap and say, like a father, I will image the Father's love by being shade in the heat, protection from the storm. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.